Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Welcome back to Spoon Party, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura on 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you for one hour of radio. What's been described now is just brilliance. It shines bright like a diamond. And JR, you're making a second appearance this week. And in, in this circumstance, if you would have told me you'd be in studio with us, I would assume there would have been a monster trade <laughs> taking place. Never thought we'd be talking about Blues Canucks with both teams and the situations that they're in. But alas, here we are. Well, after uh, I got the text that said, will you come on for a second time this week? I was thinking uh, that would only happen if somebody popped off. And guess what? Somebody popped off. Somebody last popped night. off. Lots of stuff uh, to talk about. I haven't heard uh, Robert Thomas this morning on the opening drive. I know you got a chance to listen to it, uh, JR, but I want to play this for our audience. In the first segment, for those of you just joining us, we played uh, Alexi Toropchenko and Craig Berube's comments, which certainly uh, have St. Louis Blues fans talking this morning. Uh, Robert Thomas joined Randy Carricker, Kerry Davis, and Matt Rocchio this morning and uh what do we have here jackson set up the sound bites if you would sir no doubt uh so they played the baruby audio for robert thomas and this was his immediate reaction to listening to the clip yeah it's obviously frustrating to hear that and yeah i've been a part of this team for a long time and you know what he said it could be further from the truth you know i know everyone in that room cares yeah it's frustrating to hear you know you go through big ups and big downs of pro sports and you know i've been a part of the team and we're winning and part of the team and you know we're going the other way so uh it's frustrating and it, you know it feels like we, we've just been chasing chasing the play a lot lately you know you don't have control of it and you know it doesn't doesn't look like you you know the best best out there when you're chasing the game so you know i've always taken accountability and um i know i need to be better and, and step up and find a way through this but uh it comes as a team it comes sticking together and you just got to get back to it and and keep fighting and you know, work your way through it. Robert Thomas this morning on the opening drive. If you want to go back and podcast any shows here on 101 ESPN, it's the Dobbs Tire and Auto Center's podcast. So, JR, let's let's start with that. Uh, what did you think of what Robert Thomas had to say in response? Yeah, good on Robert Thomas. You know, listening to him speak in the locker room since he came into the league, uh, you could tell he was thinking about his words there and making sure not only that he said the right things, but that he was speaking from the heart. You know, if you go back a couple years, there's always been O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Braden Shen, guys to kind of take the fall when things aren't going uh, right. Uh, Robert Thomas, you can tell right there, learn something. That sounds like a little bit of O'Reilly. Uh, we need to be better, and I need to be better. And that's what uh, Robert Thomas did there. So you can kind of see the maturation of a leader right there. And we have a second uh, soundbite from Robert Thomas. Uh, Jackson, what uh, is the context on this? Uh, just Robert Thomas talking about he understands that he needs to take responsibility and get the team back on track. Yeah, I think the, you know, the way I found that leading is the best is, is through example and accountability and you know, I know I, I got big shoes to fill. You know, that's that's part of the, the job. And, um, you know, I take accountability for, for the way this season's gone and, um, you know, the way it's gone lately. Um, I need to step up and, and be better on the ice and off the ice. And, you know, you always learn, you know, through winning. Um, you learn a lot um, about what it takes to win and, you know, how a team, team should be in order to succeed and, I think you learn even more when you're losing and when you're going through a disaster. So I think this is the best time for, you know, for guys to step up, including myself. And 
you know, I need to step up in order to, to get everything back on track. Robert Thomas uh, on the opening drive with Randy Carricker, Kerry Davis, and Matt Rocchio here on 101 ESPN. So, Jr. in order for Craig Berube to say what he said, he has to feel confident in his standing. That's that's what I deduce from that. Uh, you're not going after Doug Armstrong's new uh, big contracts if you don't feel like you're in a good position. Yeah, that's I agree. what I. Yeah. What do you think? I agree, and we got to keep in mind that this isn't the first time necessarily that Craig Bruby's come out and said similar things. Sure. There's been a couple times this year, yeah, where he said uh, have to be better, and we'd bring up specific names, and he'd say not good enough. You know, I know a couple people this morning on social media are saying you should have pushed him harder, you should have asked him this. And the thing is, he's going to tell you what he's going to tell you. He's not going to get into a long list of names, but if you bring up names, that's when he'll say not good enough. And that's right. what he did last night. I mean, you look at uh, Jordan Cairo, Robert Thomas, Braden Shen, one combined point, uh, an assist by Cairo in the last four games. And it's not just the forwards. You look at the Justin Fox, the Colton Pareko's, the Nick Lettys. They haven't been good enough. What do you need when you trade off two of your biggest parts? You need those guys to step up and lead the way. Tim, watching that game last night, Tucker, Toropchenko, and, of course, Jordan Bennington, a little bit Buchnevich, they were the best players on the ice. The other guys aren't getting the job done. And, and so we went in the locker room after the game last night. Let me give you a little context here. Is we picked the three names, the three players we want to talk to in the locker room. That's what it is, three players. And we gave the names Tucker, Torpchenko, and Bennington. The Blues are up 2-0 at that point. The game all of a sudden unravels. Now they lose 3-2. And we go down. I'm expecting the Blues to flip the names and put the veterans in the room and take away the young guys because typically they don't want young guys to talk in those situations. Mm. You walk in, there's Torpchenko. I think we asked him about, you know, a, a subtle question, just a basic question, and he just kept going and kept going and being critical. This isn't a beer league. you got to have some heart. And so when you ask about Berube's comments, we went into the room with Berube and said, hey, here's what Torpchenko said. And he said, he's right. And then he went into his spiel. So uh, just a little context there. No, that's very helpful. That's very helpful. Um, How rare is it for somebody in Torpchenko's spot, and by that I mean his role, his experience in the league, uh, to say the kind of things that he said. Yeah, so a second paragraph of my story last night, I'm sitting in the press box, I'm thinking, okay, what's the, what's the paragraph here? And I think this is rare. No, this is extremely rare. Like you added the word extremely into that sentence because it just doesn't happen. I go back to, you know, keep this example short. Uh, I remember David Prawn, 19 years old, and I'm interviewing him, and he's on a line with uh, Doug Waite, and he said, we got to get Dougie going. And I'm like, this is a 19-year-old saying, got to get Dougie Waite going. Uh, but it just doesn't happen, and, and so... Uh, especially a guy fourth round draft pick, a guy playing on the fourth line, 23 years old, 73 games in the league. And literally you could have asked him last night, when's your birthday? And he would have said, we suck. We need more heart. We need to be better. What's going on? It was, it was amazing. Like I was stepping closer to him just to hear, you know, make sure I was hearing uh, the right thing there. Uh, and I, and I loved your, uh, one of your opening lines in your piece this morning about, uh, the Torpchenko jerseys might be on back order. I've I've seen people loving uh, in both TMA's text inbox and here on 101 ESPN loving the fact that he said what he said. How do you think it will play with his peers in the room? I thought about that last night driving home, and here's my response to that: They can't say anything to him or think otherwise because that's what the situation is. Like if if you're going to go up to a guy like Torpchenko, and I'm not saying any of the guys would, but hey, you stepped out of line there. You know, have some heart. 
play better. Don't let the fourth line guy outplay you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if you want to talk to the media and you want to handle it, you be out in the locker room instead of 23-year-old Torepchenko telling it how it is. I thought it was refreshing. I thought it was great that Craig Bruby backed him up and said that he was right. And I don't think there should be any fallout, not that there will be, with Torpchenko with the way he handled it. Your thoughts are welcome. We welcome your questions. Jeremy Rutherford, kind enough to come into studio here uh, with uh, the Blues postgame last night, really making more news than the Blues game, which for the record, they wound up losing after having a 2-0 lead. 314-399-9646, the Air Comfort Service text line. We will uh, take your questions, your comments here on uh, Balloon Party, driven by Munganass St. Louis Ack here on 101 ESPN. Uh, here's a shot-in-the-dark question. JR mentioned around the time of Armstrong's November appearance that there may have been some tension in the room over the contracts given to Cairo and Thomas. Later, we see the team park up when 91 was moved, then collapse when O'Reilly was moved. Is there any line of best fit to be drawn around how the team regards Armstrong and their play on the ice? I just think I go back to November And I think there was a situation in the room, and I don't know that it was a huge issue. I don't think that's why they got off to the to the bad start. But I know that with Jordan Cairo playing poorly early on, you know, nowhere to be seen in the defensive zone, there were a couple of veterans who talked to him and and confronted him about it. Hey, we 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 can't have lazy players. We need you. We need you. And also, you know, you're never gonna get into a situation where you're having a cup of coffee with a veteran player. And they're gonna tell you, I don't like the fact that he got his, you know, eight times eight contract, or Robert Thomas got that contract. You know, they're just not gonna share that kind of information. But you hear it, you know, in different ways from other people. That yeah, there's a little bit of in the room that these guys are a little upset. These guys got paid, and they need to show it a little more. And and I think so that did create a little bit of tension early on. Um, and then you see what happens is the Blues have to end up moving people out like a Ryan O'Reilly because they've used that money on Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas, and they need to step up and be mm-hmm. those types of guys. they got to take that role that they're taking over from a Ryan O'Reilly. So I do think if you put together a list of five things, Tim, this year that have been big problems with the Blues, that is definitely on the list. I, uh, I'm curious if you think last night could impact what takes place between now and March 3rd. In terms of? In terms of moves. Well, I think that what we see between now and March 3rd is is uh, Ivan Barbashev going for sure. I believe that they were interested in Timu Meyer. I don't know that they're going to be able to uh, complete that. I think that the offer of two first-round picks, they could be those late first-round picks mm-hmm. from Toronto and the New York Rangers. I don't think that's going to get it done. I think in the end, Meyer's probably going to go to Carolina or New Jersey, maybe Vegas. That's another team. Uh, and in terms of the Blues defensemen that we've been talking about, I also have heard it's pretty quiet on that front, and I think that if there is some reconstruction to do with the defense, my belief is that that's an off-season move. It seems pretty quiet on that front right now. So between now, does last night's games change anything? I don't think so. I think the Blues are stuck in a situation where they have who they have, and any big moves aren't going to be able to complete be completed in the next week. There's still a lot of hockey to be a played. Lot, yeah. How does that make you feel? Yeah. <laughs> well, Craig Bruby said it last night. I think one of the reporters, maybe Jim Thomas, said uh, it's going to be a long 24 games, and Craig Bruby said, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is his situation? 
What do you, what do you think? I mean, whether it be his choosing or the organization's choosing, I mean, where is he still completely protected or is this, is, is this starting to change? Did last night potentially change the dynamic with him and his team? I don't think one thing's uh, going to change at one game. Uh, you look at uh, Doug Armstrong, he always Not talks the game, about... the game, but the comments. I mean, the yeah. comments, those are pretty damning comments. No, they are for sure. Uh, but I, I think, you know, are you... Okay, so are you saying, like, might change the relationship with the players? I just, I, yeah. I, I feel like last night is a is a moment that we won't necessarily forget. It doesn't yeah. mean, like, it's going to lead to them charging or lead to them trading, but that was a pretty significant thing, number one, because of Torpchenko, and then Torpchenko's comments leading to Barubi's comments and agreeing and really doubling down and as you said he just then he then away he went yeah you know does it make the guys feel good no does it make them come out tomorrow tonight or today at centene and, and work harder you know potentially we'll see i would think that after something like last night you'd probably see a better effort but you know it's basically all for not because you're out of the playoffs now it's playing for pride it's playing for hey who's a leader on this team and who wants to be here next year so on and so forth and then with with regard to Bruby, you know, I'm not saying that you're asking about his uh, status, but first year of that three-year deal, I think Doug Armstrong solely points the finger at the players. Mm-hmm. We had that poll a couple weeks ago, the fans too, what, 60-some-odd percent uh, put the blame on the players. I just think it's a situation where they're going to have to get through the trade day deadline, trade an Ivan Barbashev, finish out the season with who you have, and, and just regroup. Like, And the, the work is going to have to come in the offseason – with Doug Armstrong on the phone. I got this question here. I don't think Thomas and Kairou's no trade clause is kicking until next year. Could Kairou be moved? Barubi obviously doesn't like his style of play. That's in the 314. Yeah, actually, those uh, no trades don't kick in until the player's 27. So uh, you're looking at, what, 25, 24 on those guys. So I think uh, it's, it's at least another year for Kairou. So, um, you know, Kairou's name has been speculated. You know, obviously that would be a massive move, a guy with an eight-year contract who's got a ton of potential, and and after agreeing to the deal, you're ready to move on from him. But I would think that any Kairou-type deal, there'd be some kind of really good player coming back the other way. Like if, if you're there's this big package and Chikrin's coming here, Kairou's going there, Pareko's going, you know, you could have a situation where there could be more involved. Uh, but I don't think that the Blues – are ready to give up on Cairo unless there's just something uh, greater coming back. So let me uh, finish it up with this one. Do you think it's more likely in the next week that it's just Barbashev and then off we go for the remaining 20-plus games, or would you give it a greater probability of a surprise of some kind? So I, I would say that uh, Barbashev, for sure. Uh, I would say that uh, Grace, maybe. I don't know that there's a market for him, but do you bring Hofer up and get him some games before next year? And then if you look at the rest of the roster, I mean, Saad's not going anywhere, but Buchnevich isn't going anywhere. You look back at D, I don't think they get the Pareko, um, you know, anything moving in the next week. Uh, Krug's banged up. Like, there really aren't that many options. Like, which player would be a surprise other than – one of those D or, or one of the forwards, which I don't think they're interested in trading. There it is. Jeremy Rutherford's off to the Blues skate, 11.30 today, and then a matinee tilt with the Penguins tomorrow pregame at 1.30 here on 101 ESPN. Puck drop 2.30. JR, short notice appearance here on uh, Balloon Party. My goodness, you're a friend of the feather. Anytime, brother. I would not do it if it weren't that it's on the way to practice. I would not go out of Drop my way out of it now. <laughs> Drop out of that. That's not the way this was supposed to end. That was not. Thanks. It was supposed to just be, hey, I'm a huge fan of the show. I'm honored to be on. And then all of a sudden, now it happens to be on the way. I just ran in and 
got, got something to drink and walked down the hallway. Are you kidding? You're, I, I walked down, uh, you know, the, the house, the hallway, uh, saying to my kids every day, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. Like, what are you saying, Dad? Yes, yes. Oh, they're huge. We, we play well to the eight-year-old demographic. That's what okay. this show is made for. Uh, JR, thank you so much. See Piddles. <laughs> there he is, Jeremy Rutherford. The Little Piddles six-shooter coming your way next. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura on 101 ESPN.